Hello and welcome to the Fail Mary podcast with me, Marcus Kemme, and this week with a special guest to help me host the podcast. With two weeks to go in the season, the playoff picture is 99% ready to go, so we're going to have a look back at the coaches of the season and talk about who's impressed us and who we think has underperformed. But first, we'll do the headlines as always. Uh, Lamar Jackson reached the single-season rushing record for a quarterback in his 42-21 win over the Jets. He passed Michael Vick, of course. He also threw for five touchdowns in that game, so another impressive game for Lamar. The Texans beat the Titans 24-21 in the divisional game that was very important. This was a weird one. Tannehill sort of outplayed Watson, and Tennessee, on the whole, were better than Houston, except for one turnover, which was returned for 93 yards, and two very classic Sean Watson drives. Uh, they're... Titans otherwise had more passing yards, more rushing yards, and less turnovers, and couldn't get the win. Uh, a few more teams clinched playoff berths. The Seahawks, or Russell Wilson United, are in after 34, a 30-24 win over the Panthers. The Patriots are in for the 11th time in a row. Boring. 34-13, they won their game. The Packers are in after a 21-13 win over the Bears. And the Bills are in after a 17-10 win over the Steelers. The Rams' resurgence ended quite abruptly and rather brutally. They lost 21-44 to the Cowboys. Dallas rushed for 263 yards in the game, and the Rams rushed for 22. Ow. Uh, the 49ers, after a huge Saints win, lost to the Sodding Falcons. 29-22, there was a last-minute winner for Julio Jones. That has really big playoff implications. We'll get to that in a second. And finally, the Saints continued their incredible form, beating the Colts 34-7. Drew Brees broke Peyton Manning's all-time touchdown record, 541 touchdown passes. That's the most in NFL history. And that means that the playoff picture in the AFC is unchanged. The Ravens are 12-2. They clinched their division title. The Patriots are 11-3. They're confirmed for the playoffs. Chiefs are 10-4. They've confirmed their place for the playoffs and they've won the division title as well. The Texans are 9-5, and five. still not confirmed because the Titans are still just behind them. They're the fourth seed. The Bills are 10-4, and four. they're confirmed for the playoffs as well, and they aren't obviously going to get the division title because of the Patriots. And the Steelers are still in with 8-6 and six after the Titans and they both lost. In the NFC, however, the first seed is now the Seattle Seahawks. They are 11-3 and three and they are confirmed for the playoffs. The Packers as well, 11-3, playoff confirmed. The Saints are 11 and 3. They've won their division. The Cowboys are 7 and 7, and still somehow fourth seed because of the Philadelphia Eagles are so rubbish. The 49ers are fifth seed. They're 11 and 3. They dropped again from first to fifth. They are playoff confirmed as well. However, after the Rams losing, and the Vikings are the sixth seed. They are 10 and 4. So apart from the the, the some suggestions around the Titans, Texans, Steelers situation and who's going to get in there, it looks like we have. 11 of our 12 playoff teams. So now we are going to look back at the start of the season and the coaches that we think have over and underperformed this season. And when I say we, it is because I'm joined by my producer, sometimes writer, and this week co-host, Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi, thanks for having me How on. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks. thanks. for coming here. <laughs> Catherine, 15 weeks of the regular season down. And let me remind you of a few things that happened at the beginning of the season. We had Antonio Brown was still at the Raiders. That was fun. Remember <laughs> yep. that when that was a thing? <laughs> that Good. was fun. When he was uh, still in the NFL. Yeah. Andrew Luck suddenly retired with like two weeks to go in the preseason. That was entertaining. 
Uh, we had the Cleveland Browns exciting people because they had a diva wide receiver and people thought that meant they were going to be really good at football. And a mouthy quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shots. Ooh, he shots might be listening. Already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Ravens camp was surprisingly quiet. We hadn't heard much from the Bills or the Colts. Well, not the Colts. The Green Bay Packers had a new head coach. Yep. Throwing that one out Matt to you. Lafleur. Yep. And Jason Garrett was back at the helm of the Cowboys. Who have you watched this season and really been impressed with head coaching wise? Head coaching was... I think this isn't necessarily, that's not necessarily the question about who's coach of the year. Yes. But I think who's impressed the most, um, for me personally, has been the Bills. They really have come from nothing and really actually, I think, surprised everyone throughout the season, but especially at like the end of the last few weeks, we've seen them beat the teams. So they beat the, page, the, the Steelers this week, yeah. Sean McDermott is the head coach of the yeah. Bills and he started the season with... The, the report I read at the beginning of the season was a competent but not brilliant defence, a young, inexperienced quarterback, quarterback, and very few weapons offensively. Which, arguably, they still only have. They've yeah. got John Brown as a wide receiver, and they've got Singletree, who's their good young, old running back, yeah. who seems to be doing a lot of the work. But I think, yeah, with what they've done with Josh Allen, who has shown his ability to throw and also, you know, rush, it's been quite impressive, and the calls have been made that suited the team and the situations they're mm. in. Um, I don't think he's in contention for Coach of the Year, but he is definitely one that has impressed. Well, you're right. They're 10-4 and four with mm. a quarterback that still gets criticised for having a lack of touch, yeah. very few weapons, yeah, and a defence that's more scheme than stars. Yeah. So, so you're a Sean McDermott fan? I am. A Sh- I'm a Sean McDermott fan and kind of like Bill's underdog fan. Mm. I, lo- I really appreciate Is it because they're a bit cute as well? Th- uh, yeah, they celebrate quite nicely. Yes. <laughs> I, I agree. And actually, you're right. You mentioned that Josh Allen is has been a rushing threat as well as a passing threat. Yeah. And that's something that we've how, seen this season be really... How tall is really, he? He's like, like six foot six. Yeah. He's colossal. It doesn't look like he should run very fast. but he No, but when he does work. run, he's very hard to stop. Yeah. And he likes <laughs> to run over people. I like a QB who's willing to run straight into a linebacker and yeah. celebrate like that went well for him. <laughs> Like, yeah. you drop a shoulder and, into a guy who ruins you. And I think as a coach, you quite enjoy when your guy runs into a defence yeah. that doesn't get completely smashed up, can jump up and mm. walk. I would. I I think Sean McDermott is... Not, well, not an outs- no, He probably won't be in the conversation, he's but not, in terms no. of how he's built the, the, the Bills as a group... The culture. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's worked We've well. We've seen a lot of examples of really not good cultures this year. Yes. So I think McDermott is one we can look to to... To cook, how to do it and bring on quite a young team and hopefully build on this year mm. go forward yeah. I don't think they'll have the classic you know playoff or Super Bowl slump um, I think they'll just can like keep quite a consistent level and hopefully look to 2020 with mm. slightly more ambition you know fair enough um, yeah who would you say have you got in for coach of the year you know, I'm trying big... really hard not to be biased about this one. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but he says John Harbaugh in the <laughs> in the playoffs last year. Which did you watch the playoff game where Flacco? There was everyone was like put Flacco back in. Lamar doesn't know what he's doing. Yep. And then he refused to, and he went to the podium after the game, and he went, "Who do you think got us here?" Mm. We are ride and die with Lamar. And then they went away as a group. You heard nothing from them all off season. Which was really impressive considering how much the Ravens were ride and die Joe Flacco beforehand. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, I mean, way too much. Almost to the point that you're kind of like, no, to the you need to move entirety. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they come back it's with like this. ex. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Stop talking <laughs> Stop. about her. <laughs> yeah. And so they've come back this season 
with an offense we've never really seen before. People compare Lamar to Michael Vick, and I don't understand that because Michael Vick was never schemed to be a running player. He just sort of got bored of throwing and would just mm. set off and skill people because he quite liked doing it. Yeah. And like, fair enough, it worked for him. But Lamar, Lamar's skill set has much more been in scheme situations when he's had gap responsibility and then still beaten these ridiculously good linebackers and DNs and safeties and the like. So I, I, I do think this is something we have genuinely never seen before. And I think you mentioned earlier that you said it, whether or not this is something that they can sustain long term. Mm, yeah. I think this goes longer than most people say it will. Yeah. Because how I, do you stop it? How do you stop it? And also the culture that they've instilled, like you listen to the players after and post game mm. press conferences. They're Mark so Ingram. positive about Mark Ingram, who whoa, is whoa. The, the biggest <laughs> hype man yeah. for Lamar Jackson. You know, it's, it's really positive. There's a great group and it's kind of like, no, we back our guys and that's who we're with. And that's come from the top. That's got to come from the top. Mm. Um, I think um, he's definitely a front runner within it. I think another one that you've got to consider is um, Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers. You know, he's done a big thing, a big, huge thing this year, actually, Mm -hmm. with them. They were not predicted to do at all well, but they seem, they were the front runners early on, slipped slightly now, but, you know, they've done done well um, with a very young team and a very young coach. But um, I was actually, like, reading up on this and looking at it, you know, it's been the defense of the 49ers that have mm. been impressive. Kyle Shanahan doesn't necessarily run that. He's got a very good defensive coordinator called um, Mark. He's got that um, defensive coordinator who's been absolutely fantastic called Robert Sala. Sally? This is the one who gets really excited on the sidelines. I think so, yeah. yeah. And he has incredible calls and is able to like big that hype mm. that defense up how much credit do you give shanahan for you know the appointment of Saleh, the the picking of the defensive players because he's been the head coach there for a few years so he is technically in charge it's, of building the roster yeah well yeah him and the gm but yeah i do agree i think he's built it together well he's obviously the head co- coach really leads by example that if their culture is correct then they'll mm. instill the right stuff um so i think he can i think he definitely should be up there in the conversation but um i think uh, the defense have been so dominant, people might find fault in that they might nitpick and say, well, he hasn't been running the defense mm. completely. For me, Carl Shanahan is a more impressive Sean McVay from last season. Yeah, that's because, who he's been likened to, isn't yeah, it? Mm. Because McVay was very much like, it looked very nice when it was the passing game, but actually it was based around Todd Gurley, yeah. a lot of running, a lot of schemed yeah. passing to the running back. Think, and and then just stars on the defense, whereas yeah. the 49ers have built this defense without, you know, they have star players like Nick Bosa, but he's a rookie, yeah. so that's a draft decision. Yeah. And I think it's a more sustainable way of doing what the Rams did last year because they haven't had to pay anyone a ridiculous amount of money. There no, are people true. on their roster who you would pay. I mean, George I mean, then, yes, you would pay, but also Jimmy Garoppolo has one of the largest... True. Contracts. But yeah, but they've built the rest of the, the, rest of the team yeah. slightly... It's um, more Patriot-esque in how... They sort of pick people yeah. to do very specific jobs yeah. and then week to week change. Um, but you think the presence of Robert Saller and how good their defence has been and his offensive traditions. It might just slightly take yeah. away from his drive for um, coach of the year. Yeah. So I've got two other contenders that I think are really interesting to look at, you know, side by side, mm-hmm. who are Sean Payton of uh, the Saints and Mike Tomlin from the Steelers. Now, both these are very experienced veteran head coaches. They've been in the league for a long, long time. 
both have incredible quarterbacks in Drew Brees for the Saints and uh, Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers. And both lost their quarterbacks at some point this season early on. Now, looking at where they are at now and looking at the kind of adversities they've had to overcome, who would you put further ahead in the race for coach of the year? Oh, yeah. that's a question. See, I, my, my theory on Mike Tomlin is that he actually, he's actually quite enjoying not being the favourites for a year because Pittsburgh traditionally are always, like, it's Pittsburgh. Totally. So I think they when really... Big Ben went down and everyone went, Oh, yeah. still is done, including us, to be fair. Yeah. They thrive in yeah. the, the underdog I think Mike mentality. Tomlin quite likes being, oh, we, everyone thinks, I mean, I think it's easy for all coaches to say everyone thinks we're rubbish, because I think that's a really easy way to motivate. I it's mean, like Bill for Belichick's the Patriots to still to do. manage yeah. to do that. Yeah, that's what they do every single yeah. season. So yeah. I wonder if I'm not as impressed with Mike Tomlin. Really? As everyone else seems to be. Oh. Because the games they are winning, they're winning dominant defensively and running the ball really well but you could say that about Buffalo or about the Titans yes but I think with the Bills uh, Buffalo and the Titans you know you've been you, you've been building that whole de- like culture development all the way through whereas the Steelers you had the three B's you had mm. Ben Big Ben you had Bell and you had AB um, Antonio Brown you've lost all three of them obviously Bell you lost the years, but yeah. in two years you've lost all three of them and you know that was what the Steelers were completely built around yeah that's what the argument was if you can double cover a b you'll be fine you know he'd still manage to get away he's that mm. good but to lose all three of them and still manage to actually be in playoff contention is yeah quite a feat. i think i think if they make the playoffs because they're, they're still the team where i'm sort of the titans could sneak it yeah I that's true that's true but if they if they do make it, then he has to be in the conversation. He has to be in the conversation, yeah. And Sean Payton losing Drew Brees, you know, everyone was a bit like, oh my gosh. But mm. Teddy Bridgewater is actually a pro bowler. Yeah, he's like, so good. Like, uh, the, Sean Payton and the Saints have done well, but there's so many moments where they've lacked. Mm. So my 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 thoughts about Sean Payton are, I think it's actually been a harder job for him because... For the t- past two years, they've been to the playoffs mm. and had ridiculously big upsets. Hugely, it was yeah. the controversial Rams Hits. game. And then Actually, before that, it was the, the Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah, but both of them were on, on ref calls. Yeah. You're just like, what? And, yeah, and oh, things and that he... It was games. a defensive miss, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and actually, you're right with him. I wonder if Drew Brees having five games out wasn't actually, you know, a blessing in disguise for the Saints because at the beginning of the season, we had certain people who we are a fan of saying that the Saints looks tired at the end of the last season and, and they expect them to regress just because of the the amount of like high drama they've been through. And actually, when Drew came back from injury and mm. Teddy Bridgewater did a great job, obviously, yeah. but they, there was no hesitation to just throw Drew straight back in. Yeah. And since then, and especially in the last two weeks, they have looked so good. Yeah. Like, I really think... I mean, the Saints game they impressed me and then against the Colts this week it wasn't even close it wasn't even close and I think if you are a veteran you know Hall of Famer quarterback and you're coming up to what's he 43, he's, 44 no he's not, not as old. that old 38, 39 no he's de- is he not in the 40s Mm-mm. only Drew's and only only Brady's 40 big man yeah Wow. Drew's not far off, though. He's not far off. But, you know, anyone at that level uh, that's, you know, you know the game, you know how to do it all, it's actually, at that point, it's your f- physical wellness. If you get a five-hour, five-week break, then um, you're actually recuperating halfway through the season. You can come back so much stronger 
when it gets to the really harsh weather, harsh playing conditions of December and January football, and you can sustain success through the playoff kind of progress and hopefully make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take it back. He's 40. You are Is right. Oh, He's 40 oh, this year. the big 4-0. Yeah, I know. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're right. He, the, it's been... And I think Sean Payton's biggest praises, apart from the fact they built yet another really good defence, mm. although not always comfortable with the secondary, but for the most part a good defence, yeah. is that he's made Drew... Drew doesn't play like Tom does. No. And the comparison is because they're the same age, but Drew is, this year, it's, it's like, it's oh, balling it's, out. It's, yeah, yeah. He's throwing the deep balls, he's, going, he's attacking everything, he's willing to use multiple targets, whereas Brady's criticism has always been, he's conservative, he throws to the people he likes throwing to, if he doesn't like who he's throwing to, he just throws it away or goes down or whatever yeah so I have been really impressed with how how young he looks how young he looks yeah, yeah exactly he's but playing with a lot of energy comes, I think that I think that comes from a five six week break and yeah. for injury yeah um, yeah so just the final one which I think I argue with well first of all we have to address the fact that no one talks about Andy Reid or Bill Belichick in these kind of conversations yeah. and I think that's because just expectations are so high for them mm-hmm. that they never seem to overperform within anyone's expectations but also you know they kind of just turn up get the job done and leave despite being incredibly impressive and having incredible schemes and a team culture that you know really is working these two because they are just expected to achieve more aren't always considered within the kind of coach of the year Mm. conversation because that level's just so high their level's just so high I think probably arguably the most controversial one that I've seen which you know the entire internet is breaking over is John Gruden for the Raiders everyone yeah and I think this might be because Raiders fans are just very vocal yeah (laughs) so you just see it and and John is quite a good TV personality Mm -hmm. um uh, and obviously they had the Hard Knocks documentary made about them this this year um, everyone is going, John Gruden needs to be, you know, front runner, if not the coach. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think <laughs> when Gruden went into Oakland two seasons ago and sold them something, mm. which got him a 10-year contract. Yeah. I mean, there, there is, like, controversy around the Oakland backroom, but they, at the end of the day, they're, they're all ambitious people. That's why you're GMs and you own football teams and stuff. Yeah. So I think we're all a bit uninspired in going oh they Oakland, Oakland don't, want that, don't know what they're doing because actually yeah. the problem was probably more that Oakland do know what they're doing but they have no way to do it I would actually exactly uh, I think John Gruden is the perfect example of like the opposite end of the spectrum to Bill Belichick there was literally no bar yeah he could literally have done yeah. anything anything yeah and still been like oh my god he did so much better than we expected yeah I really like that he's sort of brought in this picked up a lot of big O linemen he went we're going to be a run first team we're going to be proper like old school 80s football like smash mouth yeah and then sprinkle into that a lot of actually very clever andy reed-esque like passing plays yeah um i do think they're going to just keep getting better because they've still got draft picks yeah their problem is the lack of talent they have yeah the people they've been doing and things with this year aren't Derek carr i like Derek carr you like him yeah i wish i wish that Derek carr would not be as worried about throwing pits as he is, but I wish that about quite a lot of NFL quarterbacks. I think when you realise that you aren't going to go to the Super Bowl that year, it he needs a bit more self-awareness in that. I need to, you know, play the scheme to the best of its ability yeah. so that people are aware of how good we can be and that will attract more people to go and play for Oakland, especially when they move to Vegas. Yeah, with I all think, the stuff you, get from you know, going the there. fact that they don't even have their own stadium... 
they are kind of what one imagines like a mishmash of mm. just teams. I mean, John Green had been out of the NFL coaching or even just playing for 10 years. He'd been a TV pundit and yeah. they'd come back in hoping to kind of slip straight back in. Like you said, playing 80s kind of vibe. Yeah, I think what John Gruden's done more than anything else is that he's made the Oakland team and the Raider Nation, you know, an entertaining brand as they head towards Vegas. So they are a team you're, you're interested in watching. They're not necessarily the most successful, but mm. there's a bit more like pride and enjoyment of being an Oakland fan than there's been in recent years. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'm He's interested re- to see where his 10-year plan ends. Yeah, yes. Does it end with the Super Bowl? If it does, that's a genius. If it if it doesn't, then well, he, if he, he stays made a good on go this level, it. it will just that will be that. Yeah. But it could get quite impressive yeah. further down the line because they were a laugh. They were like the joke of the season at the beginning, and now yeah. they're. Yeah. You know, acceptable, I think it's fair to say. Well done then. There are a group of coaches I want to talk about that aren't even in the conversation mm. who have all been, I think, particularly impressive this year. Yeah. First oh, is, and who are they? Yeah. Uh. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> the first one's Pete Carroll, obviously. Seattle yeah. are first seed in the NFC. Yeah. I often sometimes feel that he doesn't actually get much recognition because no. Russell Wilson is simply. Yeah, looks like he's doing all the work. Yeah. But he's coaching Russell Wilson. Well, exactly. Yeah. And he's play calling. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, the way he's sort of put this group around Russell Wilson, it's essentially a group of excited misfits. kids. Yeah. 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 Not misfits, that's unfair. But yeah. yeah it's, it's and he got he kids, went and yeah. got the pass rusher. I know he's injured, the clown is injured at the moment, but he's he's put enough pieces around this ridiculously good talent that Russell Wilson is able to, Make has, has been able work. to, yeah, and win 11 games. Yeah. Which yeah. is, and that is it's ahead of the 49ers and the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's really, yeah. And he likes to run the ball, he likes to do defence, and then he sort of lets Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson, which is the best thing to do. Yeah. And has put people around him that... I think DK Metcalf is in the conversation for offensive rookie MVP. Really? Because he just... I mean, what? who else is he throwing oh, to? rookie, yeah. Well, yeah, rookie MVP, not the full say, MVP. You said that the little Washington yeah. guy... Yeah, I like a young receiver who's just like, just throw me the ball and I'll, and I'll go and get it. And I'll catch it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there yeah. and I'll catch it. Because yeah. if it's not Tyler Lockett, it's... Metcalf or one of the other sort of no names that they have on their yeah. receiving group. Yeah. Who's the one you like? Uh, David Moore. David Moore. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's the number one. Uh, second one I throw out is Matt Lafleur. Yeah. He's in his yeah. first year. And he's managed to work with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. He's managed to manage Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> yeah. which everyone said was going to be difficult, and he's you know. And he's held high functioning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they have a better identity than they did this time last year. He's got these running backs which were good and made them great. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones has been wonderful for my fancy team. Yes, yeah. And the defence isn't like perfect, but it's young, it's exciting, they turn the ball over. Yeah, I think the reason why Matt LaFleur has gone under the radar is, yes, he's managed Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers aren't com- aren't as impressive as they have been in the past. Mm. So I don't think he'll ever be up there this year. But, you know, moving forward, if he does build that defence and he does improve... The offensive kind of core. Yeah. I think with his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, he'll just build on that. Yeah, his problem's been like toughness, really, hasn't it? The, t- yeah. the games they have lost has just been sort of o- older coaches who are just like, we're just going to push you around. Yeah. I also don't know if this is controversial, but I've just, the Packers have lacked like a spark for me. Yeah. I don't I know, know if that mean. goes for everyone else, but I just really was just, you know, they're never. You watch some of the teams, like the Chiefs or the 49ers, and you actually just cannot look away. But the Niners can sometimes be a bit lacklustre. And you're like, yeah. oh. 
I think the the most impressive Green Bay have been was when they didn't have um, Devontae Adams. Mm. And Rogers just threw to, to like yeah. nine different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was, looked looked yeah. like old Rogers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. Next one, Mike Zimmer. Oh yeah. Not only has he had to deal with <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins constantly being called <laughs> Mister. What did I call him at the beginning? Ant Man because he um, shrinks in in big spots. <laughs> so he's now got Kirk Cousins playing at MVP esque statistical levels. Yeah. They're winning games. Yeah. Defensively, he's put together another group despite problems with injury. Yeah, and he's he's managed to kind of. He's one of the people that you'd imagine, like an old sea captain. You know, the boat is yeah. slightly falling apart at times. Yeah, listing slightly And he kind of always manages to patch it up mm-hmm. and performs actually at quite a good level. I really love that he stuck with Davin Cook as well because he, he drafted Davin Cook five years ago, four years really? ago. Yeah. And got injured once, got injured twice, and mm. refused to move on him, gave him the new contract, and he's been sick. And he has been sick. Probably one of the best, one of the top three running backs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he's definitely, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook's been there when uh, Kirk Cousins isn't. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what you need when you need yeah. someone. When, if he's not going to perform, you need step someone to step up. into the brink. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, but he's always quite impressive. So, I, he's almost up there with Andy Reid in that. He's the defensive version of Andy Reid in some ways. Mm, yeah, quietly gets on with his yeah. job, you know. And always brings something and new. And manages to right the yeah. ship at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the fourth one I want to throw out to you mm. is Mr. Mike Vrabel. Tennessee Titans. It is so hard to let go of the quarterback that you drafted first. And he finally this year went, okay, Marcus Mariota is not that good. Uh, yes, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to acknowledge that I got it wrong <laughs> and let's just play down a hill and just, it's fine. Yeah. And I think that, I think that takes some level of guts and even if they don't make it this year, yeah. I think they're going to move forward as a better team. Because well, actually, and I think Tannehill himself is quite an interesting one to look at because... At the Dolphins, he just did not fit that scheme mm. whatsoever. It wasn't working for anyone, to be honest. He had the one year where he, they went 10 and 6. Yeah, but... but for um, the most part, you're right. You know, I actually think he looks way more comfortable with mm. Tennessee. And actually, this scheme suits him. I mean, to walk in and, what, he's 6 and... Since he started, they have yeah. gone 3 and 1? 4 and 1? No, I'm, I think it's actually 5 and 1. I think it it's... I, there was one point where he was 5 and 0. Oh. Makes sense then. Five so and yeah. five and one, but yeah, he's he's stepped in quite smoothly to hmm. to perform well, and you know if they do make the playoffs, that will be a huge yeah, achievement because they were rubbish at the start. Yeah, they were completely was... dead in the water. Yeah. So yeah, and Mike Vrabel's made that happen. He's made a scheme that suits that kind of quarterback. He's made it work on both sides of the ball. Hmm. He consistently makes Derek Henry an absolute monster to play against as well. But Derek Henry is is simply he's scary. Incredible. If I had to pick one person to never play against, yeah, I think it would it'd be Derek Henry. Uh, yeah, because yeah. he's not going to embarrass you. He's going to concuss you. Yeah, it wouldn't and be. Then a, continue it would, to run. It, it's an, yeah, exactly. It's not an embarrassment. It's just simply painful. It's <laughs> agony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Impressive. Emotional and physical pain. Yeah, trauma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think I think those are the guys that we should are in with like the positive. We like them. Coach of the year. Yeah. But inevitably, with NFL, you're always going to get the negative sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the conversation that starts happening first. By like week seven or eight, people are already like picking who's going to go early, who's going to go at the end of the season. Um, and obviously, we've got Jay Gruden from the Redskins. John Gruden's brother? Yep. Yep. He went week nine. Gone. Boom. Yep. Gone. And then Ron Rivera. Didn't like this one. No. Get it? Because of Tepper being the new owner and, you know... Deciding halfway through, it's just 
Yeah. We need a new start. Cam's so, going to go. So Tepper came from the Steelers. He was a minority owner at the Steelers. Obviously quite used to the kind of big, bold, mm. this is how we do, the big throws, highlight reels of A.B. and Bell and Big Ben. Uh, and he came across, and now he's the sole owner of the Panthers. Yep. And yeah, he's not been blown away by the ability or the culture. No. And yeah, you thought... I, I, it feels rushed. Yeah. Because Kyle Allen wasn't supposed to be the starter. Um, I didn't. I like. I like the North Turner as the offensive corner to start mm-hmm. the season, and actually for the first few weeks, they looked really good. Yeah. And then the world started to fall off. But this, this is what tends to happen with every rookie QB. Yeah. They're good initially, and then people start to work out what their game is, and yeah. then they go backwards. And they go backwards. So I would have liked to see Ron Rivera have one more year where he could draft someone or try and pick someone up. Yep. There was talk about Philip Rivers potentially going to Carolina, which would be oh, very really? interesting. Wow. I know. I don't, yeah. I'm not a huge Philip Rivers fan I'm personally. Not saying, but, no, no, no. I'm not. But again, go on, move on. Yeah, Philip Rivers <laughs> and North Turner, I think. Who who else is that? He's, if he's going to go and get one of the uh, college ones who's really exciting, like Urban Meyer, then fair enough. Mm. If he wants to make it an entertainment thing as much as anything else, then. I think he comes across, he made his money through like investment trading and yeah. banking you know he's one of those big flashy guys you know put lots of money yeah. on one gamble and see if it'll pay All off black, yeah. he's happy to do that mm-hmm. i wonder if he would do something like that and in terms of ron rivera like moving on i think he won't really have a problem as uh you and i have decided that there's quite a few jobs that could be available come yes. the end of the season yes who do you think's a top possibility pasham is going Pat Shermer. From the Giants. From the Giants. To. They are really? so rubbish. Who's that And QB unlike now? the other teams that are bad, they also play like they're bad. Yeah. Like Miami, I think, with Brian they're Flores. They're so ballsy. Yeah. They, for the first 20 minutes, they like try really hard and then they just kind <laughs> hey, of run out of ability. that trick play. Yeah. That, that, exactly. That takes There's at least such... some excitement yeah. there. And I think that's the same with, uh, we talked about... Uh, the Cardinals yep. and Cliff Kingsbury yep. and his sort of his gutsy call going no no I want this is the QB I want and this yeah. is how we're going to work and it's yeah. working working it's not there yet yeah. but that's that's not a but he had a, he had a plan and he stuck exactly. to it whereas Pat Shermer can't decide if he wants to play Daniel Jones or if he wants to play Eli if he wants yeah. to be a run team if he wants to be a pass team how he wants to defend it's all it is rudderless yeah yeah and, and I think actually and it's sinking yeah. um, I think also in New York well one, you've got the direct comparison with the Jets, which luckily they aren't too great either. So mm. you're just, I mean, two mediocre teams. But you have got this kind of public uh, proximity that you can't avoid. You've got the journal, uh, the sports journalists are right there. You know, you are the big team that a yeah. lot of people uh, look to because you are the New York Giants. Like, mm. that is... It's a big thing. brand. It's a big brand. It's almost, like, I mean, almost nothing quite as big as the Cowboys but it's up there and um, that pressure must be huge so if you are not performing if you're doing U-turns between Eli and Daniel Jones mm. it's not going to come across no like one, you know what you're doing at all exactly yeah. it doesn't instill confidence does which it? is where I think Adam Gaze has been better for the Jets because yeah. he's stuck with Arnold he's stuck yeah. with his system he likes what he's doing mm-hmm. they sat down at one point and went okay this is what doesn't work and they got rid of all that and they haven't yeah. tried to revive it it looks like it has an identity as, yeah. a, as a group. Yeah, however, in the recent months, we, recent weeks, there has been a bit of like friction on the sidelines. Yeah, I missed this. What was going on Apparently, with this? Apparently, Donald and Adam Gase were just not like 
arguing. Do you remember back in uh, back at the beginning of the season with the Jags when there yeah. was that actual fight between Jalen Ramsey yeah. and their um, head defensive coach, coordinator guy. defensive yeah. coordinator? Um, it's not that level, but there's just uh, bad, as the Americans say, bad optics. Nice. Just not yeah. good like visuals of body language and interactions. Mm. Which is, again, not what you want in New York. Not that. what you want, in, exactly, because people will bounce on that, but also not what you kind of want in like early, co- like young coach, young quarterback. Yeah, but good point. But then again, everyone has bad days. If you're having a really bad season, this might be just simply let's ride out the season, guys. Yeah. We'll b- rebuild for next year. So are they self-aware enough to go, okay. We'll just got to look better yeah. on the sidelines. Let's be friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think Pat Shermer is a good shout for mm-hmm. who's up for good. I want to, uh, so for me, there's two. I hadn't really thought Pat Shermer first, but I think for me, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. You want him to go? Even after oh. the Rams win? I don't know if I want him to go, but I think there are questions around him mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't have questions? I'm considering that he won Coach of the Year in 2016. Yeah. With a 13 and three season. And now they're seven and seven. And now they're seven and seven with that level of better players talent. Yeah. yeah. How? And and I'm not like knowledgeable in play calls or anything. But even I disagreed with some of the calls that they made in some of the games recently. Mm. There was that one that he made last play of the game. They had been throwing so well. Yeah, and they and went for some to reason, a weird run they play. gave it to yeah. Zeke, who of course was completely swamped. Yeah, and, six yards off the line, wasn't yep, it? Whereas there was two uh, receivers wide open for, for that final pass. And even I was tearing my hair out at that. So I can only imagine what Jerry Jones was doing. <laughs> Yeah, I th- yeah, having Jerry Jones around, I don't, I, there's not really another owner like it, and Mm-mm. I think I would... No. If, at some point, do you think Jason O'Garrett's ever gone, why don't you coach them then, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. You do And then. Jerry's gone like, oh, maybe I will. Uh, yeah, Jerry's been like, Jerry's like, yeah. I, I might, yeah. and Jason's like, oh no, sorry, no, no, sorry. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, I like my job. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... It's not inspiring. The thing is, it's the biggest brand in American football, yeah. and it is not inspiring. No. Can I throw out a name of a coach who I'd love to see coach Ooh, the Cowboys? Yes. Ready for this? Oh god. Matt Nagy. <laughs> I would love that. Could you imagine him with one a, a good QB? Yeah. And throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. And two. That that running that, that run line that running back and those receivers. But that just offensive call yeah. would. I mean, it'd be smoke and mirrors nine yeah. to five. Like you would literally like never. It would be so entertaining. You'd never know what was going to happen. And then. Defensive coordinator Ron Rivera. Done. Would you? Would you, do you ever see Ron actually going back into like a defensive coordinator? Coordin- I feel like if you've coach. been five mid-season, then it might be nice to not be the main guy for a year. I wouldn't yeah. want to go straight back into another head coaching role if I got sacked. No, but these guys like you have to be a special kind of like yeah brain of they, they've got big egos. Mm. Let's be honest, you are a yeah. head coach. You've got big ego. Would you ever suck it up and say right? Okay, I'll take the back seat for someone else's show I think Rivera would be able to do that for Nagy's offensive calling really or do it the other way around have Rivera head coach and Nagy as offensive coordinator but then yeah. he's not going to take the step down from the Bears is he no well yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, no that's that's fair but yeah that could be I mean that would be the dream team mm. if you could get them that way okay now let's talk about the most obvious coaching fail of the season oh my gosh Browse. yes yeah Frederick Kitchenzo. Kitchenzo. I mean for most people, it's just Freddie Kitchens. Yes. But you're a whole no, I've level. heard his full name. Is, he's actually Latin. <laughs> Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I 
I don't. Th- yeah. I don't know. This is an interesting one because I think the Browns culture has failed them this year. Mm-hmm. But I think that Browns culture came from simply the vibe of everyone. You've got the diva wide receiver in um, mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry and um, Odell Beckham Jr. You've got this quite outspoken um, QB who's not experienced. Mm. He's 24, 25? Yeah, second 24, Second 25. year in the league. Yep. Um, and then you've got a first year coach who'd never had a head coordinator's yep. jobs. None of the big ones. And they've all come in setting out exactly what they wanted to do. Freddie's Kitchens, one of his first things was if I ever hear any one of my staff talking rubbish or complaining about their job, they're fired, they're done, they're gone. Mm. Which... So bullshit. It's such an aggressive stance to take at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and it gives you no leeway. Yeah, also, yeah, exactly. You either hold up that ultimatum or you don't and you look weak. It's a, yeah, it's a lose-lose for him. Mm. Yeah. Can I, the one thing I would have liked to see from Freddie Kitchens is, hey, how about we don't be the team that everyone laughs at this year? How about we just be, like, fine? Yeah. Because everyone who, who, all the pundits were like, the the decorations on this team are good, but the core, the O line, the, the the interior of the D line isn't actually as good as we yeah. all think it is. Yeah. But like the helmet thing, and then wearing the shirt, and then <sighs> Baker slagging everyone off. He, they, there was a level of pride that they failed to achieve this year. Yeah. They could, have, they could have at least left the season, had gone seven and nine or eight and eight, and gone. That was the best the Browns have done exactly. in years. And do you know who's the best example of that? Yeah. It's the Raiders. The yeah, Raiders exactly. walked into town as a circus yeah. and they're leaving as some With their vaguely heads respected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the Cardinals are as well, that people will now look yeah. at them and go, okay. that was respectable. Yeah, yeah. You weren't a the... train wreck. Yeah. I can't believe what kind of culture develops this kind of obnoxious approach. Mm. For me, the end of my kind of appreciation for Baker Mayfield, you know, he might well develop into a well-matured individual further down the line but for right now i'm slightly over him was the shaving of his beard during the match what, three times in a game or whatever yeah it was, when yeah. every time it was going badly just going yeah. to shave a bit more to the point that he was left with a mustache and if you're the head coach letting that happen on the sideline mm. i've got questions on that if you were the head coach of the cleveland brands what would your so you let's say you go in in the new season oh gosh what what are you doing oh because the culture has to change. The culture has to but change. That, but who who gets to stay? Who do you think can get in with a, a decent culture? To be honest, I think Baker could stay. I Same, think you I send agree. Baker to a very intensive immediate training course. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him how yeah. to work. And buy him mic. rolls and rolls of duct tape so he can keep his mouth closed. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think you keep OBJ. No. I think I. he's been chatting so much, being like, oh, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Okay, don't be here. We don't need that negativity. Jarvis Landry, to be completely honest, has kept quite quiet throughout all, this, yeah. all of this. Apart, Apart from, from wearing, wearing boots, the he wasn't allowed to wear. Yeah, but at least he took them off. Yeah. Um, I just want to play, man. Okay, oh, well, well, take the shoes you're not allowed to yeah, wear exactly. off then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've been in this league. You know the rules. Mm. Don't don't mess around. Yeah. Um, I'd send o- Odell to Washington for the O-lineman that Washington can't seem to get to play. Trent Williams. What would you, do you see Odell Beckham? Doesn't matter. <laughs> he doesn't get a choice. <laughs> if I go to Washington saying I want Trent Williams, he won't play for you anyway. You can have Odell and a pick. Mm. You get one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Yeah, who's had a nice break. So that shows that you're trying to build at the right positions. You're getting Baker some help. Yeah. 
Because Baker, Kareem you can't Hunt take it away from him. He is, yeah. he, is a, he is a talent. Yeah, you've got a possession receiver, you've got a good tight end. Yeah. And then you get a, a D-tackle, a beast of a D-tackle who can actually stop yeah. the run. And you get a very stroppy yeah. LBJ. And then, you ca- and then you get a good tell you, and then you get a good backup and go, Baker, if you if you keep slagging people off, I'm gonna bench you. Well, we're gonna Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or we'll send you to Washington. Yeah, yeah. You're next. <laughs> um, yeah, I did actually hear rumours though that um I mean this is very much a rumour. Um OBJ to the Patriots. Yeah. Um, this is slight tangent. What, before but... the end of the season. No, I don't think before no, the end well, of the season. You, t- you can't drop you can't trade now, you have to waiver them. Oh, okay. So you can only pick people up who aren't, which uh, means uh. Antonio Brown. Yeah, so free yeah. agents can be picked up, but yeah. you can't Or Josh Gordon. God, He's suspended God. indefinitely so once again. not Poor even... Guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick one head coaching job that you think will be available at the end of the season, which one are you having? Oh, I don't know. I think... I mean, Cowboys and Giants, you're walking... walking. Isn't um, the um, Cowboys entire organization worth at least like billions yes it, yeah it's, it's a lot to handle it's a lot to handle mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure and the giants not as well off, yeah that's not far off it's obviously not in the trillions but that new york is a different vibe yeah um and said the browns pack mcafee said but i don't want bra- to live in cleveland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't the browns are the ones you can take because as long as like failure is expected so if you do anything <laughs> ab- above being terrible you could just do yeah. what John Gruden has done and not be rubbish yeah. not be a joke and pull it off but you would also have to move to Ohio mm. Cleveland which has not doesn't have that same appeal yeah I'd ideally like to be in the Niners organisation I love San Fran <laughs> yeah I'd so go to Carolina go. draft an interesting QB as high as I can and then draft offensive players and let North Turner yeah work with McCaffrey and yeah. the receiving group. Yeah, exactly. Who are who are well developed already. Yeah. They just need, you know a, a, someone who can throw them the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Fair yeah. enough. No, fair enough. Right, well I think we covered pretty much everything there. That was a that was a quick whistle stop tour of yeah. all the coaches of the NFL. Intensive. Well thank you very much for listening. Thank you thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Um yeah will be an Akastake. It'll be on my Twitter if you want to see it. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Won't be around next week because it's Christmas week and I'm busy. <laughs> with Christmas. <laughs> with stuff and things, yeah. <laughs> so I will see you on the other side of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>